Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with Trevor Noah by Kiera, Gentile, and Janine. After Trevor Noah grown up a bit, like other teenagers, he started trying to death and do terrible things. In that time, he asked a colored girl for his elementary school if she could be his Vantan since it was near Vantan's day. In that time, Noah and his mother, they were moved to a colored neighborhood where everyone looked like him. South Africa colored people are actually distinct Africaners, speaking popular descending from the children to early Dutch, setting a native woman they apartheid with frequently, as well as the indentured servants brought to South Africa from Asia. As a result, Trevor Noah looked looks colored but does not share colored culture and his neighborhoods bury him extensively for at once being too white, speaking English instead of Afrikaners and being too black, speaking Sosa and hanging out with black kids. After one particularly demoralizing episode of boiling, he asked his stepfather Abel for help and then watched in his honor as Abel beating, beating and the bullies and threats to kill the child's father. For high school at modern sea school near perfect microcosm of post apartheid South Africa, with students of all races and classes as integrated as they could be given that apartheid had just ended. Students still largely separate out by race and color, but mostly because those corresponding to the places where they live and activity they participated in. Trevor has no obvious place to go. The colored kids hate him for being too black, and the white kids accept him but are too preoccupied with things that requires money. So he, hang, he hangs out with the poor black kids from the township who hang out separately on the weekends. In his high school, he becomes the tax shop guy. He is also the patrol center of detention, late every day because he has to walk so far to school to the point where it becomes running a joke. During the assembly, where the perfect names the students with detention, and Trevor is still the fastest most shameless kid in the school. So he is always the first to the tag shop cafeteria. After assembly, soon other students realize that 
they can have Trevor buy them food instead of waiting the long line and he starts taking order every assembly. In fact, he has too many orders and decided to, to only take five high bitters per day. He managed to pay off his lunches and spent his origin lunch money on a bus back home. Trevor is an ugly high schooler with horrible accent, no money for haircut, and thanks to his mother, brothers three size too big that he never grows into. He quickly learns that cool guys get girls, and the funny guys get to hang out with the cool guys with their girls. He would upset the natural order of things if he, he tries anything. His family managed to move into white neighborhoods by buying a house from the one family that does not use it. Every white neighborhood has one. They end up in Highlands North and Middle Class area where Trevor is literally the only black kid. Most of, most of the residents are Jewish who didn't flee. They're done fleeing. They already fled. In this neighborhood, it is difficult to make friends because everyone lived in behind walls with the houses close to fancy maximum security prisons surrounded by electric wire. The only friends Trevor can find are the children of domestic workers Trevor make one closer friend at his new school, Teddy, who is also naughty as shit and play pranks with him. Teddy's mother works in a white family's house a 40 minute walk away and they walk all over Johannesburg together for hours. They start stealing liquor filled chocolate from the mall. But one day a cop sees them and brings a dozen others to chase after them. They make it back to Trevor's neighborhood where he knows he can sneeze his way through a hole in the fence at the end of Dead End Street and escape. However, Teddy goes the other way. Trevor's squeezes through the fence. He goes home and waits for Teddy who never show up and does not even come to school the next day. Teddy's parents visit Patricia and explain that he has been arrested for shoplifting. Patric Patricia inst instincts Trevor must be involved, but he denies it and believes he has gotten away with, with a solid ally. The next day, Trevor gets carried to the principal office where the principal three more cops and teachers are waiting. They explain that Teddy has been expelled and ask if, as Teddy's best friend, Trevor knows anything about the matter.
he denies it and then the police put pull out security camera footage trevor is shocked they play the video pack back and it literally show him shoplifting with teddy then the teachers ask trevor if he's if he know the uh if he know of any white kids that teddy hang out with trevor is confused like what but soon it he realized that what's going on in the black and white footage trevor look white and teddy looks black the the adority uh trevor over the adority asks trevor trevor over and over if he know who the white accomplice could possibly be but never see that it it is obvious obviously him they are so fucked by their own construct of race that they could not see that the white person that they were looking for was sitting in in a rat in front of them. Trevor's mom is dedicated to showing Trevor the possibilities that seem out or reach or for someone of their family's class status not to mention race in South Africa. She does this by encouraging to read various teaching him English as a first language and taking him on trips. However, she is also devoted of tough love, beating Trevor to teach him lessons about the world's ruthlessness toward men of color. She is a believer in prayer and takes Trevor to three different churches. Every Sunday in their second-hand Volkswagen Beetle. Trevor, during childhood, she managed to move to the colored suburb of Eden Park, and then, after briefly living in her husband's able garage in an ill-fated attempt to save his auto repair business to the white suburbs of Highlands North, where they are the only black people besides the white family's maids. Trevor's mom's relationship with Abel was very bad. She insisted on her independence, which infuriates him, and his abusiveness gets worse over the time period until she leaves him. And at that point, he was really mad that she left him and tried to attempt to to murder her, but it didn't work. Part of this episode in the podcast, we'll be talking about the history of this issue in the U.S. And since our book is about South Africa, we'll be talking about that issue in South Africa, too. The issue is the racism and how bad it has gotten in today's world. Then comparing that to South Africa since Trevor was a light-skinned born there, it was basically a crime. So basically, the racism in South Africa is different from the racism in the U.S. right now because light-skinned or not, you're still considered black and people come for you 
no matter what you do. Like, once a police sees you, he autom- a black person, they automatically think you're going to commit a crime or something just because of the color of the skin. And we shouldn't really be judged by that. So the apartheid started with racial segregation and white supremacy had become center aspects of the South Africa police. Long before the apartheid began, the controversial 1913 Land Act passed three years after South Africa gained its independence, marking the beginning of territorial segregation by forcing black Africans to live in reverse reserved reserves and making it legal for them to work as sharecroppers. Opponents of the Land Act formed the U the, the South African Nation National Native Congress, which would become the African National Congress. Um by the time by the time it was there, but even though the apartheid was not the only thing that uh, separated black South African and West white people. Um, the country was already colonized um, before around the 1800s or something when the British came to South Africa to get like to to live there and like conquer conquer the whole country. Conquer the whole country because they had gold and uh, they had crops and stuff, gold and silver, whatever diamonds, you know, they had all that. Um, when the apartheid becomes law by 1950, the government had banned marriages between white and people, white whites and people of other races, which means uh, at the time of. When Noah, when uh, Trevor Noah was born, he um, the marriage the marriage was wrong. Even uh, sexual interactions was wrong. So even if he got caught, it was it was and it was prohibited sexual relationship relations between black and white South Africans. The popula- the population's Regist- registration act of nineteen fifty provided the basic framework for apartheid by classifying all South Africans by race, including the Bantu Black Africans, colored, mixed, raced, and white. A further, a fourth category, Asian, meaning Indian and Pakistan, Pakistani, was later added. In some cases, the legislation, the legislation split families, parents could be classified as white, where their children were classified as colors, colored. A series a series of land act set aside more than eighty percent of the country's land for the white minority and passed laws required non-white to carry documents authorizing their presence in restricted area. In order to limit contact between the races, the government established separation separated public facilities for whites and non-whites. Limited the activity of non-white labor union and denied non-white participation in national government. So what they did was like, um, for the uh, other race, mostly for the Bantu people, which uh, which was um, black, black African, 
they put them in um different territories and just for them to live there and like and those and they were like dirt poor they were really poor so they put them in those facilities and stuff it was like prison at least because like you couldn't go you couldn't go into the cities it was only the people who lived in the cities like were like white people majority of white people and like that's the only people who live there and you actually like so for the people who could like for the blacks who could work to provide for their families they had buildings in the summer they built they built um buildings for uh, for them to rent in like in the in the towns near their factory whatever factory they work especially men who worked in factories and women worked as um, maids for the whites. So it was really separated there. You can tell, like, and so having, like, just like uh, how uh, Patricia Noah had, had Trevor Noah, so she went and lived within, um, in those territories they put the blacks, Af uh, the black Africans in. And for Trevor, they had to hide him, like, from the world. Because like, for for his uh, color of skin, it was it was he was like light. He was like light. Um. He was light, light skin, and so f the other kids like if when he went outside, snaked out, whatever he uh the kids will get got scared because like they saw him as white, because they're not the same. He he was not the same color as them. So, but he considered himself black because. He lived, he lived in Soweto, which is one of the territories in uh, South Africa, and lived there with his uh, grandparents, uh, his grandma and his cousins, and they were all black, so he considered himself black, because his father was never around. I mean, he knew the, he knew his father, but um, at that time of his childhood, he wasn't around. So, so, so the apartheid, um, the apartheid separate and separate development. It was, it was like, it was the same as I can say. It's the It was the same as um in America, in America during the civil rights movement because there was segregation. It's the same thing. There was segregation. Um, they had white uh facilities and black facilities where people were like obviously separated and so so he re, um he refer he referred that uh, the, the whole country as a as a separate development and so even like if the, the segregation was literally the same thing as the um the civil rights movement in america um they had uh, so the Bantu, the Bantu people, which were the Black South Africans, um, not only South African but Black Africans. They um, they had different school, so like, uh, yeah, they had different schools. White, they were like the white, like the, the middle class white people who went to the same school. They went to Catholic schools. Yeah, they went to Catholic schools. Um, and then black, and then I guess the other races, which was like uh, Indians and um, 
Indians, Asians, Chinese, and stuff like that. I think there were more people, like, with mixed colors and, like, people who was from, like, um, Europe and stuff. I mean, all the, all the white people came from Switzerland and European, like, British, you know? So, there were, the Indians were considered, the, uh, in, the uh, black and the other races were considered black. Or colored people, they cut they, cause like Indians were like, their skin color is like uh like almost dark, so they consider them as black. Like really, and then if they had a like a light skinned kid, they will uh consider them as colored. But, but like, but Trevor was mixed. He had two different color, two different uh parent, two different race uh. He had two different races in his uh blood. He had he had black and and white, and his father was from Switzerland. So, um, okay. In one, in one, in one of the most devastating aspects of the apartheid, the government forcibly removed black South Africans from rural rural areas. Uh, design designing. Designated as white to the homelands and sold their lands alopas to white farmers. So, like I said before, so they put them in um, they're like different territories for them to live in. So, like, uh, the bought land from the from the white farmers, yeah. So they um, so it was a white person who owns the uh, the territory, and then they put the black people live there. So it was like that. Um, from nineteen sixty one to nineteen ninety four, more than three point five million people were forcibly removed from their homes, and this this but this but deposited deposit uh in the Bantu stands where they were plunged into poverty and hopelessness. Like, they felt, literally, they felt like they had no hope, but they had faith. I know some of them that had faith, because, like, uh, he, his grandma, his grandma had faith, and they went to church every day, so, like, they were really, and so, like, um, just, like, I can reflect to it, because, like, I am a black African, too, and I know the deal. I feel like I know the deal, but like I was not born at that time. But like, I have, I have ancestors, ancestors who who lived in that time, and stuff, and then stuff wasn't stuff was tough. So their lives were tough. I I feel it because I hear it from my mom, and you know, telling stories of her, of her grandma, her mom, stuff at that time. So I. Yeah, I feel like I can relate. The poverty was was much. You gotta, you gotta. Um, most Africans are farmers, so so we we are um farm crabbers and whatever. Um, so going on to to the opposition of to apartheid, um, residents to apartheid within South Africa took many forms over the years. From nonviolent demonstration to 
to protest and strikes to pol to political action and eventually to arm residents. Together with the South Indian Indian National Congress, the N the ANC organized a mass meeting in 1952, during which attendees burned their passbooks. A group of calling itself the Congress of the People adopted a freedom charter in 1955, asserting that South Africa belong, belongs to all who live in it, black or white. The government broke up the meeting and arrested 150 people, charging them with, with high treason. So at that meeting, I guess, they uh. The meeting, the national, the South African National Congress meeting, um, they said, I get what they're saying. Like they were saying that, like every everybody's uh, uh, deserve freedom. Everybody living in the country deserve freedom. Uh, it's it's a country of black or white, which means the people who lives in it is uh both both cultures both uh races make the laws and stuff they have to share you know they have to share the country because both of them live in it so you know i get that so that's what they're meaning but that was the but then at that meeting they stopped the meeting because and then arrested them all because they said that thing and then the white supremacy wanted to rule the whole government they've been like waiting for almost like since 1940s to 1994, 1995, that is a lot of years. And then the lo the laws kept changing over the years and years, and people just had to live with it. But they were hoping for somebody to rescue them, God, Jesus, you know. Um. So in 19, there's there was another uh another massacre. During it happened uh, between it happened during the apartheid era, which was in 1960. The black township of Sharp Sharpsville, the police opened fire on a group of unarmed black associated with the Pan African Congress, and offshoot the offshoot of the ANC. The group had arrived at the police station without passes, inviting. Inviting, inviting arrest as an act of residence, at least 67 blacks were killed and more than 80, 180 wounded. Sharpsville convinced many anti-apartheid leaders that they could not achieve their objectives by peaceful means, and both the PAC and ANC established military wings, neither of which ever poses a serious military threat to the state. By 1961, most residents' leaders had been captured and sentenced to long prison term or ex executed. So, so in 1960, because like it been so like it been like it been like 20 years of like after the people. The people of the country, the black of the, the black people of the country, try try to get freedom for themselves, for their people and stuff. So, and then instead of that, they get arrested, they get captured, they get killed, they get, they get, you know, all that. They go to prison for life because 
they they are trying to fight for uh for their freedom. They are freedom riders, so instead they get captured and stuff and killed and stuff. In the massacre, that massacre that happened, there was a protest. I saw a video of it, but I remember I saw a video about the apartheid and I saw that I think I saw the Sharpsville uh, massacre. Um, there were mostly there was a student. There was there were students who protesting with other other South Africans and they wanted freedom, you know. But there was police in the road, Just like you know when people are pros, uh, protesting, there's always police or enforcements who gotta keep them down, you know. And so they couldn't stop, and so they shot them all, like shot, like you know, you know when you hear a shot, you gotta run, you gotta run for your life. So they captured some of them, and the other ones were killed. So, um, so the time Nelson Mandela uh, came out of prison, um, I feel, I think, I think, I think he was, he went to prison before he went to prison. When he was when he went to prison, he was captured because like he tried to fight for uh for his people too, and then he got captured and went to jail for like I think thirty years. I remember that it was thirty years, and so if so the um when he came from jail, it was a miracle. It was like a new Jesus or something, you know. A new Jesus just came to rescue us. That's how. That's how a black South Africans felt. Like when Nelson came, Nelson came out of jail. They felt. They felt the mercy. So when Nelson uh, came, he tried to talk to the uh, white government leaders and um, trying to find a way just to get the. Um, to get their uh, freedom, you know, to be, for the segregation to, like, to be over. It was, it been, like, a lot of years since they, con- they conquered South Africa, and it was just so sad. Um, so he was in prison, and we'll draw an international. So... They were trying to make an um. So apartheid comes to an end when Nelson Mandela comes out of jail for at least thirty years, and he's trying to find freedom just for those. I can't even imagine. It was like a lot of mass, a lot of uh, massacres that happened there because people were trying to fight for their freedoms. You know, so when um. Nelson Mandela came out of jail. There were there was hope in the country. There was people had faith that maybe it's about to end. Maybe our freedom is about to come. You know. So in 1976, 1,000 black children in Soweto, a black township outside Johannesburg, demonstrated against the Africans Africans language requirement for black for black African students. The police opened fire with tear gas and bullets. The protests and government crackdowns that followed combined with a national economic 
recession drew more international attention to South Africa and shattered all illusions that apartheid had brought peace and prosperity to the nation. The, the United Nation, Nations General Assembly had though denounced apartheid in 1973. And in 1976, 1976 the UN Security Council voted to, impo to impose a mandatory embargo on the sale of arms, of arms to South Africa. In 1985, the United Kingdom and the United States imposed economic sanctions on the country. Under pressure from the international community, the National Party government of P Peter Botha so to institute some reforms uh, including abolition to the abolition of the past laws and ban to international sex and marriage. The reform fell short of any substantive change, however, by the 1989, Botha, Botha was pressured to step aside in favor of F.W. De Kirk, the clerk. The clerk's government subsequently repealed the Population Re Registration Act, as well as most of the other legislation, legislation that formed the legal basics of apartheid. The clerk freed Nelson Mandela on February 1990. A new constitution which enfranchised Blacks and other racial groups took effect in 1994. An election that year led to a coalition government with a non-white majority making the official end of apartheid system. So I guess the apartheid system ended well when they decided to um to go. I feel like they went decided to like to live to live in the uh like the the um for the government leader to um to to set uh Man Nelson Mandela free and they knew once Ma Nelson Mandela was out things will be over things will be over finally you know that apartheid will end and it was really I feel like it was a miracle yeah I guess that would be it. That's the end of Keeping Up With Trevor Noah.